What's going on, Five Shot fam? We have a special guest again to help us preview the match this weekend. Please welcome back Between Clean Sheets, a.k.a. Cheyenne. Cheyenne, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, and uh, thanks again for joining us. But uh, yeah, last time out, it worked out pretty well for us, uh, at least for Five Shot fans. But <laughs> condolences on that result. But uh you're, you're in much better form, and um, yeah, you guys beat FC Cincy 2-1 in the previous match, but uh, I have to ask, is 2020 a lost season for you guys? Oh man, honestly, I, if you had asked me that question even a couple months ago, I probably would have given you the same answer, which is definitely. We're now in the situation uh, that you guys are in with an interim coach which wasn't the case the last time we played. It wasn't. <laughs> um, we've done a little bit better, and I think because of that are giving players who normally wouldn't be in the starting lineup, we're giving them a chance to kind of go for it because there's not much else to prove, not much else to accomplish this season. But 2020 in general, I mean, I don't want to get existential with it, but it has been such a weird year for everybody. And the fact that we finally uh, sacked our longtime coach, Ben Olsen, is just puts me in kind of an alternate reality, if I'm being honest. Definitely. And, uh, I mean, would you say maybe, you know, this uh, this talk maybe had something to do with it? You know, that previous one where we put him on blast a little bit, maybe, and uh, <laughs> put the pressure on yeah. the, uh, the front office. <laughs> I was bracing for the worst, thinking it would be like a 0-0 draw or maybe a 2-0 loss, but you guys came out um, and crushed us. So it was that game, and then shortly thereafter, New York City beat us 4-1. to one. And I think it had already been in conversation that Ben Olsen was probably going to be on his way out at the end of the season, but after that loss to New York City, there was no way they were going to wait any longer. So we definitely took our time. I think you guys figured it out a lot sooner this season, even with the pandemic. But I, I would say we finally made the right choice. And we'll have the uh, the off season and lack of playoff schedule to kind of figure out where we go from here. Right. So, what is Ben Olsen doing uh, still with the team? Obviously, like, what is his role now? Oh man, I think that's still TBD. If I'm being honest, in my opinion, I feel like he would be a great um, director of philanthropy, maybe, or. <laughs> uh, maybe a, like a mentor or um, kind of like tutor in, in the ways of MLS to new players. I'm not sure they figured out exactly what he'll be doing. Um, coaching, I hope he stays far away. Uh, <laughs> but I also think just because of how difficult um, the experience is to finally stop coaching, I think he's gonna take his time and figure out exactly how, because I don't know if anyone watching knows this, but Ben Olsen's contract stipulated that if he was fired before the end or terminated, fired is um, a word I haven't used. I've said mutually uh, decided to part ways or resigned, sacked, whatever. But if he uh, was let go as coach before the end of his contract, that he would be allowed to stay on with the team in some capacity. It was not specified in his contract. Uh, but they clearly like him enough that they want him to stay around even if it's not coaching. So that's a very weird part of any contract. And I, I don't know as if I've known any coach to have that kind of agreement with their team, but if anyone's gonna do it, I guess it's Ben Olsen. 
he's clinging on to, I guess, whatever it is, uh, the relationship that they have, I guess. But it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure very awkward. Uh, but say he has dirt on somebody. He has to have dirt on somebody. Some skeletons that he knows about. <laughs> there's yeah. just something. But uh, but anyway, uh, you know, there obviously will need to be a replacement. There is an interim head coach in the meantime, but. Uh, there have been some coaching rumors, notably uh, U.S. Women's National Team, uh, formerly uh, head coach Jill Ellis, uh, mm -hmm. FC Tulsa coach Michael Ensian as well has been linked. Who do you want as the head coach long term? So this is something I haven't tried to think too hard about. As names come up, I do um, stew on it a little bit. One thing I was very vocal about was not wanting Jill Ellis to be our coach. I think she had the benefit, personally, I think she had the benefit of just having a dynamic group of women that played, and some of her former players even said, and won championships, trophies, etc., in spite of her coaching. Now, I think a lot of players have said that about coaches that we like and don't like, but I think there's something about Jill Ellis that I just didn't think would fit well with what DC United needs at this point. Um, and you mentioned NCN from FC Tulsa, who's done a fabulous job with his club. Obviously, FC Tulsa recognized that. And for those of you who haven't seen the statement that they made, they made it very clear that they understood that his accolades and achievements in Tulsa would obviously garner the attention of a team like DC United. I will say, though, I haven't come up with any names of guys I would like to see. I could see a winning coach from USL becoming our coach. The only thing I don't want is another player coach situation. That's how Ben Wilson started. He was a, one of the most legendary players in the 2000s for DC United and became interim when our last coach got sacked and then kind of made his way uh, to coach. And because he had that relationship with the team, like I said, it took a long time for them to finally let him go uh, whereas i think that they would have done that far sooner with another coach so right yeah no that's very interesting because uh yeah definitely on our podcast uh my guest uh on this week's episode mentioned that maybe a former player of ours in michael parker's maybe if he ever wanted to coach could yeah. be someone that we should look at uh that's very funny and i think uh you know maybe that's a kind of cautionary tale because of uh, Ben Olsen that's, you know, we might not yeah. want to maybe to uh, turn that stone maybe uh, just yet. But, um, right. yeah, let's move on to, though, uh, I think we have to kind of always talk about Julian Gressel because this is an Atlanta <laughs> United channel. Uh, yeah. He has finally gotten back into the D.C. side in terms of the, the starting 11. But uh, I'm curious, when Paul Areola returns... Who do you think starts in right midfield, assuming both are kept? Oh, man. Definitely Paul. And I think, mm. depending on who the coach is, Ben Olsen at the beginning of this year, I believe I mentioned last time we spoke, was putting Julian Gressel in the middle of the field, which I didn't think um, was the smartest choice. But Paul is far more versatile. I think you could see him being on the left or maybe in the middle more than you could see Gressel being that way. I really think it depends on how he bounces back, Paul bounces back from the ACL surgery, uh, having, like Martinez, uh, for y'all, having been gone for so long. And his injury happened before the season even started. So 
I predicted that Julian Gressel would start in our game, our last match against Atlanta, and he did not. But like I said, different coach this time around, and he played pretty well against Cincinnati. So whether or not he stays in that position long term, I do think he'll finish out the season this way. So at least we have that. And even before Gressel, Yamil Assad, who played for Atlanta, uh, has has proven himself um, to be pretty valuable in midfield. So I I would say we're grateful for the players you guys are giving us. If, if, I don't think I'd take anyone from your team this year, but um, we'll, we'll take your leftovers <laughs> at this yeah. point. I guess we could take some guys from your team. I'll take Brooks Lennon if you guys want to give him to us. Mm, there might be some, uh, some fans that might uh, kind of take you up on an offer, unfortunately. I think he's been solid, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if you guys need more right-sided players that... You know, kind of play the same position though, so that might be uh, maybe a conflict. That's of interest, right. But, You're right. But uh, but in terms of that though, um, you know, largely I'm sure there will probably be a lot of turnover. Uh, who do you see like maybe the biggest names that's maybe you know left out in 2021? In our lineup, um, uh, in lineup. Mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to say. I really thought Ola Kamara for our team was going to be a much more dynamic player than he's ended up being. And I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that the last since the last time that we talked, uh, Iguain left for Miami. So Indeed. he was another guy I was really expecting to kind of help uh, lead the team from up top. And we're still kind of figuring out our forward situation. I would say most of the big names come from the offense and I honestly can't say any of the guys that are playing forward for us right now or up top in any of our um, lineups are really guys that I would demand a coach to keep around you know mm-hmm. um, and I don't I, I don't hope for another situation like we had with Rain Rooney I do appreciate a big name but I uh, I just can't be jerked around like that I don't want to get excited about a guy and then have him leave a year later. So mid-season, even. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. I know. It's tough. Yeah, that's yeah. That had to absolutely be brutal. But yeah, you you kind of um you know took one of my questions uh, by mentioning Federico Iguain. He has of yeah. course moved on to Inter Miami, but uh, what kind of impact did he have on the club in general? I mean, he was a player coach, right? Yeah, I would say, I don't know if he was officially. Um, Mm. However, he was our saving grace in the MLS's back tournament. He didn't start any of the games, but I remember in our game against Toronto, the very first game of that tournament, he came in and scored one for us right away. And we, to that point, hadn't had a finisher. Um, We thought Kamara would be that. Uh, We've got Jordi Reyna, Sorga, who I have a few mixed feelings about, and then Rivas, who we signed in August. I mean, none of those guys are as great of finishers as I've known Iguain to be, but he just wasn't starting for us. Uh, he's a little bit older, of course, and I think by the end of it, he was really more interested in leaving than he was sticking around. So I wish him yeah. the best, but I... I uh, I wish that he had stayed longer, unfortunately. I understand why he didn't, though. Yeah. Maybe uh, if he had been a little younger when he actually joined you guys, then he probably would have made a bigger impact, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, So, well, I mean, it seems like you might have covered some of this in terms of, uh, you know, who we need to keep an eye on then 
you are pretty much saying maybe not many, but are there any players that we should keep an eye on for the match on Saturday? Yeah, so the last time we spoke, Edison Flores was still recovering from a uh, fracture, a facial fracture, and wasn't in our starting lineup. He is playing uh, on the left wing for us and has done a pretty good job in the games he's been back for. So I would say between him, um, Adui Achem, who scored his very first MLS goal against Cincinnati over the weekend, mm. and then Donovan Pines. And the fun fact about it is Pines and Frederick Briant, who's also played in our, our back four, are the only two players to score goals in consecutive games this year, and they are both defenders. So <laughs> if that doesn't give you... <laughs> The most perfect picture of how our season is going. I don't know what will. Yeah, no, but uh, that still worries me because Brad Guzan does kind of allow goals to youngsters and possibly mm -hmm. from distance. So uh, hopefully that is not the case, but uh, he is susceptible in that regard. So, uh, you know, with I guess all that being said, how do you think DC lines up against Atlanta on Saturday? So I think Bill Hamid, having returned to training this week, will likely get a start in goal. I do think that we'll stick with our 4-4-2 formation. I think that's something that Chad Ashton, our interim coach, is not going to be changing uh, anytime soon. I don't think they're interested in trying any new things. But yeah, the back line will be the same as I feel it's been for the past few weeks with Adui Chem. Pines, Briant, Steve Birnbaum played one of his last games uh, against y'all. He's out for the rest of the season. Oh, no. uh, but midfield, I think, will be a bit of a mixed bag. Moses Nyman, the 16-year-old, crushed it against Cincinnati and has been such a quiet giant on the, the field for us. Um, he plays like a 25-year-old, which is uh, so phenomenal and incredible to me. But I definitely see him starting... Uh, as for the rest of the midfield, I, I don't know. Russell Knauss, who's played with us for a while, is back after the yellow card suspension. So I see him in the midfield. And I'm going to say Gressel again. I want to see Julian Gressel in the lineup. Um, he was there for FC Cincinnati. I don't know why we would change uh, the one win we've had in the past 10 games. So up top is the only thing I can never predict. We've got several forwards available, including Jordi Reyna, who hasn't played for the past four matches. So he may play, probably won't get a start, though. It was actually rumored that he might have had COVID-19, but was never confirmed. So if that's the case, you never really know how that um, affects your body long term. But mm -hmm. I'm sure he'll be on the bench available for use if need be. But right. those are my guesses. Four four two. What else? You, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. I didn't mean that to rhyme, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. all we got. We're just hunkering down for the rest of the season. Yeah, keeping it simple, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe trying to uh, play direct against us. But uh, yeah, will uh, will Canoose actually be in the uh, the squad this time, or? <laughs> Honestly, that I have to I have to chalk that up to a Ben Olsen error. So if Ben Olsen is gone, mistakes like that will not be made. <laughs> which I feel like everyone says Ben Olsen played Benny Ball, which is to say there wasn't a tactic or a strategy that was particularly his, but 
it was one of those like everything that can go wrong will go wrong and yet we might win we might not that was definitely benny ball like i've never seen it before um <laughs> and it was funny for me to see atlanta united fans get mad online because i thought y'all are winning can you just chill <laughs> he's not gonna be he's not gonna like score three goals out of nowhere just let us have this thing we're trying <laughs> And, but it, yeah, I, I get it from your standpoint as well. But it yeah. definitely was just where you know it's the, the refs. The consistency is just just not in the cards ever. So you know right. something that right. was called in another match, and uh, this instance, you know maybe three years later, it's not called the same. It's just like you know there's no nothing retroactive. And then I think we had maybe Franco Escobar get uh, you know suspended because of something uh, retroactive, I think we were just salty. We were very <laughs> angry at the world. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. I, think, you, I feel like ahead. the rules this year are just out the window for everybody. So I mean, we <laughs> won't even need to touch on it, but the whole supporter shield conversation, yes. it's just people are like, well, what, what counts this year? What doesn't count? What matters? What doesn't matter? Nothing matters. So um, yeah, what's you your know take how on? I feel. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, you're not maybe guy. Yeah, you guys aren't really, uh, you know, involved per se in the supporter shield, and neither are we really. But uh, no. what, what's your take on it? Um, I feel like, and I, I have a friend who works for the Rapids, and I was having this conversation with him the other day. He said, "Should the Rapids be in the playoffs, even though they haven't mm -hmm. played as many games, but they're still technically in the playoff cutoff?" And I said. Honestly, the fact that you guys are that ahead and uh, and haven't played games because of COVID, like, go for it. It was one of those, like, who who cares? But to me, the supporter shield, I feel like there are teams that should be rewarded for not having their players and staff contract COVID, who have followed all the rules and made sure that they have remained healthy and competitive and strong for the whole season. So... Mm -hmm. To me, I think Toronto's made such a great case for themselves this year that mm -hmm. to not award them, even if it's a supporter shield with an asterisk, I I, don't know, I say go for it. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing this year is going to be what it is normally. Not the cup, not the MLS's back tournament championship, not the supporter shield, not even the schedule. There's nothing normal about any of this. So. I think people are just salty that Toronto's been playing Vancouver and Montreal like back to back to back for what feels like an entire decade. So yeah, maybe that's, that's I can get that, but I don't know. Put an asterisk next to it, and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, I, I agree with someone with that. Uh, you know, it's uh, if they can really, I think, power through this type of year, then yeah, they should at least maybe MLS can award something, uh, and maybe. In the future, uh, if Supporter Shield is not the thing, possibly kind of, you know, maybe go with the whole American sports thing with each conference having a winner, uh, kind of rewarding the imbalance of the schedules as well that way. But uh, yeah, I mean, it could be, uh, it's just, yeah, it, Supporter Shield is just so funny. Anyway, it's just people that win the Supporter Shield don't necessarily win the MLS Cup. So, like, does this really matter? Maybe yeah. only to Toronto. Yeah, it's probably say, only New York Red Bulls has entered the chat. <laughs> exactly, and that's who exactly. But um, but yeah. So uh, in terms of your four four two, I think it's it's gonna be interesting for us because playing you guys playing with two strikers, should we go with three uh, you know center backs to really I think 
you know account for both of them uh it'll be uh you know maybe uh something that glassy will think about but i think uh we're still gonna go with probably our foreman at the back but uh yeah i think with all that being said though what's your score prediction gonna be you know with your ideas or prediction about the lineup i say if you don't put four guys in the back that we will probably be far more competitive than we were the last time we met. Um, we have done a great job of finishing and rebounding um, and kind of tangling back lines up a bit because we've got those defenders who are just absolute giants. I mean, Donovan Pines is truly like a tree. So I think now that we've been able to connect a little bit more, I will say we won't be scoreless. That's one thing I can predict with certainty. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. I could see like a 2-2 two, two, two draw, um, okay. possibly a 2-1 win for DC United. Uh, um, okay. Maybe I should whisper that so nobody hears me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, Remember we what it. I predicted I'll boost last it up. time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think I might, like, for luck, have to maybe call it a nil-nil draw again or something because it really turned out pretty well for us. But I think realistically, more so, I think it's a 2-1 uh, win for Atlanta. Um, yeah, there's definitely goals. I don't know. Yeah, you're saying you don't know where goals might be coming from. Uh, for us, yeah, it might be been a little bit difficult, but, uh, you know, at least recently. But I think surely surely against the last place team in the eastern conference we can right knock on wood oh my god this is uh this whole whole show is a curse then probably but anyway uh so so uh viewers the Braves lost the falcons are doing terrible what else do you want i think atlanta united is just begging to join that list uga lost to alabama (laughs) oh cheyenne no cheyenne no (laughs) You're like, thank you, good night, goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're pretty close to the uh, <laughs> the end of the show, so it's uh, yeah, it's pretty much that. But uh, no, it's uh, I think hopefully uh, you know it goes our way selfishly in terms of what I said. So, but you know if it goes either way, I um, you know it's I think we were I think so kind of uh, so far gone maybe in trying you know maybe hoping we're getting into the playoffs anyway. So this would be a death knell if it does happen, probably, to our playoff hopes. But hopefully we do not let that happen. So anyway, uh, viewers, let us know what your score predictions are in the comments below. But uh, before we go, Cheyenne, please let us know where the good people can find you and what you're working on. I, man, am currently working on a number of things, kind of wrapping up what 2020 has looked like for DC United and the rest of the season. Those things will be posted on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at BTWN Clean Sheets. And the biggest question I want answered from everybody is whether or not they think Mercedes-Benz is going to provide any sort of home field advantage this weekend with the lack of crowd. So... I don't, I don't know. Part of me thinks yes, but I'm like, but it'll also be empty. So, like, what That's do you guys question. think? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be filled uh, at least very slightly soon. So, uh, you know, maybe there there could be that little 
little uh, marginal advantage that could happen. One but... very loud screaming person. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's just like a, a janitor that's just really into the team or something. But <laughs> Who's like, I thought there was supposed to be football in here. <laughs> exactly. What's happening? Echo, echo. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway. No, well, thank Cheyenne... you so much for having me again. Yes, indeed. Always, uh, always a pleasure. And, um, you know, we'll see about the Twitch on Saturday if she joins us for the watch along. Keep yeah. your eyes peeled. We will see. But uh, anyway, thank you again, Cheyenne, and to everyone. Uh, I've been AJ. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and we will see you in the next video.